0: Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, I'd like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children.
1: Once upon a time... There was a hippopotamus named Bottomus. Bottomus? Bottomus, yes. Bottomus was a hippopotamus of very fine taste. He. A very fine taste? Yes. He lived with a family, and his family all liked to eat grass off the mud at the bottom of the lake. But Bottomus had a very discriminating taste buds. And even though his name was Bottomus, that was not where he liked to feed. He did not like to feed on the bottom. Bottomus felt like the very best grass came from the very edge of the lake where the water was just moving up into the dry land. Now, Bottomus's family are very much worried about him because hippopotamuses when they are on the surface risk getting sunburned and they risk getting attacked by animals like crocodiles and lions. Well, Botamus one day was up near the top of the water eating grass like he usually did. He was eating very intently but he was still periodically looking around to make sure there were no animals that he had to worry about. Well, he'd taken several mouthfuls, and he looked around, and he noticed that lying very still, but still, gradually floating towards him, was a rather large crocodile. Bottomus turned, and he looked at the crocodile. He said, "I see you, Mister Crocodile. You best just be on your way." Now, crocodiles really don't bother full-grown hippopotamuses. Because the hip- big hippopotamuses, the full grown ones, are too big. The only hippopotamus that crocodiles bother are little baby ones and hippopotamuses that they can sneak up on. But since Bottomus had already seen him, the crocodile just gave a little of disgust and swam off to the other side of the lake. Bottomus went back to eating the grass that he liked so much, the grass that he felt like was the very best grass and all the lake he had taken several more mouthfuls when he noticed a rippling in the in the plants up on the shore he looked carefully and he could see one great big yellow cat's eye peeking out from behind some weeds Bottomus sort of backed up a little bit and swam out into the deeper water and then he poked up his head above the water and said, I see you, Mr. Lion. You better just be on your way. So Mr. Lion and gave a of disgust. And he went on his way. Bottomless waited a couple minutes to make sure that the lion was indeed gone. And then he went back to eating in the weeds at the edge of the lake. Well... He had been eating for several more minutes when he looked up and he looked around and he didn't see anything. He listened and he didn't hear anything and he went back to eating and then he heard this. Gotcha! And he felt on his behind and he turned around and there was his friend Abe the snake and Abe said you're it and swam off into the water. Bottom said "Humph." they had been playing tag like this for many months and usually he did a pretty good job of spotting Abe but this time he had been so busy eating that he had not spied the snake wriggling through the mud at the bottom of the lake And now, Bottomus was it. He had one week, and he had to tag Abe, and if he didn't, then Abe won the game. Well, Bottomus knew where Abe liked to hang out. There was an area of rocks at one end of the lake, and the rocks had lots of little holes and cracks and crannies in them, and Abe liked to curl up in them and sleep during the day, and then come out and hunt at night. Bottomus figured that if he could just figure out which hole Abe was hiding in, he would be able to tag him while he was asleep during the day and keep him from winning the game. So that day, after a couple hours had passed, Bottomus went down and he looked around among those rocks, but he did not see Abe. Hmm. He thought, he must have slept somewhere else today. So he came back the next day. It was day two, and Bottomus went and he looked in the rocks, and he did not see the snake. Mm Hmm, I wonder where else he could be, thought Bottomus. Bottomus looked around some of the areas. He looked in the weeds around the rocks, and then he went and looked around some other rocks at the other end of the lake. And he gave a and He gave up. Now on day three, first he checked the rocks. Couldn't find him. Then he decided he was going to check through the grass and mud around the edge of the lake. Couldn't find him there either. <sighs> He's going to win the game. Day four. Bottomless thought and thought as hard as he could. Hmm. Where could he be? I were a snake, where would I hide? He looked out along the shore and thought that there were lots of places to hide there, but there were lots of places for lions to hide, too, and Bottomus didn't really want to get out and look. Besides, he thought Abe was a water snake. He didn't think he would get out of, on dry land just to win the game. So Bottomus spent the rest of the day eating, and then it was day six. It was his last day to try. He tried the rocks. He tried the grass around the edge. And then he thought, Hmm, I wonder if maybe he's down in the very middle of the lake, the very bottom where my family likes to feed, where the yucky grass is. So Bottomus swam down, and there in pretty much plain view on a rock in the middle of the area where his family was eating was Abe, fast asleep. Ha, thought Bottomus. He was sure I would never come here since I don't like the grass here, never come here to eat. So Bottomus, as quietly as he could, swam over to Abe, and he flicked him with his tail and said, Ha! You're it, Abe! Abe opened one eye and said, Huh? What? Ah, you found me. Alright, I'm it. But you better keep an eye out, Bottomus, because when you're least expecting it, I'll find you and tag you. And Bottom says, only if I don't see you first, Dave. And he grinned at him. And that's the end of the story.
0: Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and clever commentary were supplied by my children. The intro and outro music is by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is storiesforwonderfulchildren at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.